Hello, guys, and welcome to the second edition of Demo Divas over on the Fightful Overbook channel. We're so excited to be here with you today. We are bringing you a pre-recorded episode. Um, it's taped on Saturday morning, though, so we're trying to get as much of the recent stuff and recent content in as we can. Um, but I'm your co-host, Jay Shell. I'm a free agent, and I write and podcast, and I'm a personality, and I got a project called Wrestling with Whiteness that you'll hear about later. Kylie, who are you? <laughs> I'm Kylie. I <laughs> I do uh, ADH Divas on the Body Slam channel. Jay Shell does that too. Oh, Jay Shell does. I was going to get there, but oh, okay. <laughs> I do writing. I do interviews. I do podcasts. I do a lot of things. Haley, I'm Haley. I also do writing, and I also do ADH Divas with the two of them. Yeah, yeah. This is the ADH Divas crew. We're also on the Body Slam channel, Sundays at 6, bringing you a more extensive look at the past week in wrestling. Um, we cover everything over there. Over here, we're focused on women's wrestling. We're going to be talking about the women's wrestling from this week, grading it, judging it harshly, and <laughs> um, getting upset about it because there was a lot of bullshit this week. But... Let's start, kind of start on a positive note. We could see some good stuff happen with this. We have a lot of free agents this week. Um, we have a lot of free agents in general, but specifically focusing on Athena and Mia Yim, who are now free agents. What are your guys' thoughts? Do you think you guys have any idea where you think they're going or what they're going to end up doing? Athena does have a match announced for Warrior Pro Wrestling against Thunder Rosa coming up, which seems like it'll be very, very good. Um, one, are you guys going to check that match out? And two, where do you think they're going? I mean, of course, I'm going to check the match out. I wouldn't miss it. <laughs> but I could see both of them, especially Athena, going to AEW. I think that's a good environment for them. And I think AEW's women's roster is just small. And I think they need people like that. So, but if not, AEW, Impact. Yeah. Always a solid bet for women. I agree. I'm definitely going to check the match out. I was going to say that I could also see them both in AEW, especially Mia Yim, with, you know, reports of Keith maybe making his way over. I think mm -hmm. that they'll probably stick together. So, yeah, I, I think it's um, I, I talked about this a little bit before in the show that I did with Joe Holper, but I, I think there's a very odd ratio. If I were to pull the numbers on this, I think it would look very um, interesting if we were to look at how many people were signed last year that were men versus how many people were signed last year that were women. I think it's very disproportionate right now. And people always talk about AEW's roster being bloated and all that stuff, but their women's roster isn't bloated at all. Um, and I think that if we eventually do start to slow down on men's signings, that's all the more reason to begin to sign more women. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to have them have this opportunity to get some high caliber talent. We won't be able to really hear that excuse anymore that they can't cut promos. They can't wrestle. They're too green um, because these women really are veterans and they probably are necessary for the division in general. Um, so, yeah. Um, we also do have some people who are going to be free agents soon, like Tony Storm, um, Nixon Newell. Where do you guys think they'll end up? Do you think there's space for them in AEW as well, or do you think they're going to chill if, with the signings? Like, uh, do you think I don't know if it'll be like two back to back if they'll do Athena and Mia like back to back, but they could. They did it with Cole and, and Danielson. So, mm -hmm. 
I think at this point, AW could sign any woman they wanted and they would have space for them. Like you said, the roster is so small and it's very thin. And so Tony Storm, Athena, Mia Yim, basically anyone who wanted to go, I think AW has space for them. The question is, is AW going to pay for them? Or are they going to bring them in forbidden door style and just have a program and then they're gone? That's the question. Yeah, I also think that there's definitely space. I feel like right now, because the roster is so small, they're running into the problem where they're using the same like three, four, five women in rotation. And I feel like one, they need a break, but two, (laughs) (laughs) they need to bring in some of the, you know, not lower card women but you know what i mean yeah yeah like the lesser Mm -hmm. experienced ones who we see have potential i also think it's interesting how they're kind of doing some stuff with megan bain and marina shafir now um i think there's somebody else who they're kind of promoing but i forgot exactly who uh but i think it's interesting to see what they're doing on dark um i hope they take advantage of the roh talent like trisha dora willow nightingale if they do want to go there of course um I also think they should be using, if they're going to open that forbidden door again, let's see some women enter the forbidden door. Now, I feel like would be, well, once Britt loses this belt to Thunder Rosa, I feel like it'd be perfect timing for a Chelsea Green, Deanna Perrazzo, Britt Baker match in AEW. And I know that those women want it and none of them will be champions at that time so they can make it work. Um, Yeah, I'm interested to see how this goes because they do have an opportunity just like with the optics issue with ethics and um i'm like i i think it's an ethics issue um with telling people that they aren't good enough wrestlers over twitter um that they currently have one when it comes to women also when it comes to people of color there's a lot of opportunities if you're actually going to make strides to try and fix that now in the free agent market free agent pool right now so they have a very good opportunity um I also think if any of these people go to Impact, I don't think it would be too much of a downgrade. I feel like the Impact Women's Division is very good, mm-hmm. very underrated. Um, they probably do some of my favorite women's wrestling work right now. Like that Tasha Steele's Mickey James feud is really, really good. The girls are carrying it themselves kind of too on social media. The Chelsea Green stuff with Mickey James is great as well. Jordan Grace is wrestling Matt Cardona. She lost a championship, but she's still wrestling Matt Cardona, letting them do intergender stuff. Um I think all of them are are pretty good options. I hope we see even one of them like a GCW just because because GCW doesn't have many women. I would love to see something like that happen. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on places that aren't AEW for women to go? Well, I think Impact is the safest bet. Like, I think Impact has really proven over the years that they're willing and accepting of women's wrestling in all its different forms. And I think they have no problem putting women in a main event scenario or in a big match and really relying on that to promo a pay-per-view or a big show mm-hmm. and women's wrestling draws. And I think impact has really proven that the only thing with impact is it is a smaller audience. So that's a downside for, I think a lot of women who are used to having sort of the, the million viewers and these bigger crowds mm-hmm. and all these things. But if, if you want competent storytelling and you want, you know, to be in a place where you feel like you can pitch stories and be focused on impact is the place as for GCW. I think GCW, the women's division is its weak spot. I think there's great women that wrestle in GCW, Allie catch, of course, 
Janai Kai, but I think that it's not as much of a priority there as it should be, and that's concerning. Haley, what do you think? Also, I think we should also maybe talk a little bit about if ROH comes back and if Maria Canales is still there. Also, Maria yeah. Canales is a free agent as well. And mm-hmm. She could do a lot of great stuff in a lot of different women divisions. So, Haley, what are your thoughts on any of that? I agree with um, the impact talk. I don't think that the problem is impact. I think it's the fans and people saying like, oh, these people should go to impact and then like pushing that. But then you're not watching the product and supporting these people. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the issue that I have with, you know, these people working so hard in this company and putting out great storylines and great matches, but they're not getting seen like they should be. Yeah, I completely agree. I I think it's it's always going to be a challenge, like you said. Like I think I would put money on the idea that the inspirations, the iconics, had the chance to go to AEW if they wanted to, and that they probably chose an Impact because they wanted to be able to go someplace that has tag belts. You know, yeah. so making those decisions based on what you want to see out of your wrestling career and kind of being able to write that story. And I feel like a I feel like Nixon Newell would be so perfect in Impact. I mean, yes, they could definitely use her in AEW as well, but I feel like she definitely would be such a strong presence there. Like, her wrestling ability would probably help her if she's not wrestling as much because she does have an issue with past injuries as well. Um, I think it might just even be a safer option for some people who want to spend more time with their families. Like, if, if Mia isn't really ready to wrestle fully again, I mean, I bet that she is, but if she ever isn't ready and she wants to, like, take time to create a family and that's what she wants to do, then I feel like impact is the place that would allow people to do that more so than than AEW would because of the schedule and all those things. Um, Yeah. Should we move on to the AEW match matches from this week? Um, The storylines that we saw, let's start with the strongest storyline. I think that they've had in a long time. Um, They're, they're doing this, hitman kind of angle thing with Mercedes Martinez, which I feel like is the perfect position for her. Definitely definitely a hitman. Um, and she even had <laughs> when she was in NXT. <laughs> <laughs> when she was in NXT, she was doing things for money from Robert Stone, if we remember that. And we saw her debut when she attacked Thunder Rosa during the Jade match. And all of us kind of assumed that it was because of Jade. Um, it seemed like Mark Sterling was the one that kind of paid for that um which we kind of now have a bow tied on Britt said that she was the one that hired her signed her name on the check the check was delivered by mark sterling though um i think it's a very interesting angle i think it also ties in very interestingly with jamie hater because we saw jamie get a little bit upset um so what are we thinking about them now finally starting to angle towards our thunder rosa match for revolution i'm so excited i think it's so interesting that Britt Baker is playing the cowardly heel and trying to take out her opponent physically like I Tanya style I love I I love that story I think I love Mercedes being involved in story I love that there's just so many women involved in the story it's just this is what we wanted from AEW from the beginning is these complex stories that aren't just teacher versus student or mean girl versus baby face and this is something that is just we've seen in the men's division and now that it's in the women's division, I am so excited. Haley, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think, well, one, I feel like it's bridging 
multiple storylines together, which I find really interesting and I like. But two, I feel like AEW has this problem with the women specifically, where they don't give a lot of backstory to some of their stories and some of their um, whatever. So <laughs> I feel like that's kind of what they're doing with this. It's early. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's what they're doing with Mercedes. They're kind of giving her this background um, coming in. So she's not just like planted right smack in the middle and you just don't have a clue. Yes. You know what I mean? It gives yeah. her a purpose for being an AW. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I, I, I don't know how much I like them like taking shots at like them getting released from other places, but I see why they do it. Uh, but if they're fine with it, that's all good. But like, I, I mean, maybe that's just a personal opinion. Um, but I think that the match was going really good. I don't, I don't think that they, I was at first, I was a little upset that there was a DQ, but it makes sense because both people couldn't really afford to lose here. Uh, and it was a perfect DQ, like how they tied in the story with the DQ and, and kind of presented something new to us as well, which was, very interesting. Um, where do you think we go from here in this feud? Let's make a couple of predictions how we think that this, this storyline is going to move forward within the next week. Well, I think the DQ was interesting and commentary really sold it as something that was out of the ordinary and absurd. Mm -hmm. I think Thunder Rosa, I think it's going to end up being a Thunder Rosa's injured and she sells the injury for a long time, but then she gets one over on Britt Baker. She's not injured. And maybe that's how we get Thunder Rosa winning. Mercedes is interesting here because neither Jamie Hayter nor Rebel knew apparently that this had happened, that Britt had hired someone else to do her dirty work instead of Jamie. So if Jamie turns on Britt and then does something with Mercedes, I'm here for it. I would like to see Jade get back involved because I think I think she would do amazing work with Jamie Hayter. I think they'd be excellent. I don't know. I think you could put anyone in this feud in this whole web and it would just be great. Imagine the like tags that you could get with that or like yes. even like trios matches or like any like the more women the better. I would love that. Yeah. And we're exactly. finally in a place in AEW where they can do it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I'm really interested to see if they if how how soon we get that Jamie Britt match because we know that it's coming. But I think that actually probably might be like her first feud after she loses the belt with a face mm -hmm. hater because you know she's can't she can't lose right after that feud yeah. and Jamie can always take a loss. I hope that we do get to a point though where Jamie isn't taking losses like that because she's so good that she doesn't really need to be doing that. Um, but yeah, we have a few months until Double or Nothing, but I'm wondering if in between Revolution and Double or Nothing they'll have another like TNT special. Because that would be a great match, a blow-off feud for that. But I don't know. I mean, I think that they probably will. I mean, how much? They have a few months. Yeah, they'll probably try to do at least one. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's talk Ruby Nyla quickly. Um. This match was the second installment. I thought it was interesting that they didn't promote it like that. Because normally they'll do, like, the, the two behind it but i guess it was a tournament match they don't really count it whatever um but we did see a very competitive match i think ruby always works best when she's working with people who are bigger than her um and nyla looked very very strong in this match there was some discourse online about the finish which we have all agreed um was not a botch ruby has tried to do that move multiple times 
Um, that's normally the finishing move that she'll use on people who have either kicked out of the first move, like from the floor, or people who are just bigger than her and she can't really defeat. Um, so that was definitely not a botch. It wasn't even sold. So that definitely makes sure that it wasn't a botch. Um, and then from there, we just carried on until the finish of the match. What did you guys think about this result? Um, we're starting to establish Nyla again as a big heel, which makes me think she has a title match coming up in the future. I'm so glad. I was so sick of Nyla, a former champion, just sitting, doing matches on dark, not doing much of anything, just stagnant. And she's an AW original. Mm-hmm. And I think she's been a big part of that division success so far. So I, I don't, I'm not sure I want her in the title picture just yet because I'm still super interested in this Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, Mercedes Martinez thing. But I think Nyla versus like Chris Statlander for Revolution, Nyla mm-hmm. versus anyone at Revolution. I'm just, I'm just so glad they didn't forget about her. And it, it's sad that I have to say that, but I'm so glad. Haley, what did you think about this, um, this feud or what Nyla's even doing right now? I like the feud. Again, I I like when they push these women on TV. I'm glad she's getting an opportunity again. I did feel like she was getting lost in the shuffle a bit. And she is one of their top heel stars. So it kind of confused me, but I'm happy that she's back in the spotlight. Yeah, I agree. I think if I think she might be Rosa's first challenger. Uh, That'd be interesting. Like timing wise, I, I think that's what it's going to be ending up as because that's what, kind of what happened with Brit. she was kind of Brit's first real competitor for the title um and i think that she makes a good introductory feud because she obviously mm-hmm. puts on good matches and she always is like puts a lot of effort into her matches as well but i think it'll be interesting to see how this next couple of months plays out for her if they kind of do keep that fire under her um because I think they do really great stuff with her on Dark. Like, they book her like the monster heel she is. Yeah. They just kind of need to just put that on TV more. Um, what do we... Okay, actually, I was going to ask for a rating, but let's I, let's just talk Jade and Brian real quick. Jade did an interview on the Grab City channel. Well, on the Fightful channel, on the Grab City podcast. Um, and she basically, one, said that a lot of the women, including herself, are training with Brian Danielson which is insane. And two, she commented on why she chose not to go to WWE. What did you guys think about this interview, what Jade had to say, how she presented herself, all that stuff? I think Jade looks like a star. I think she was made for media, like not just the Grapsy podcast, but going to like basketball games and stuff with her belt. I think she is so impressive for someone who hasn't been doing this that long. And not just her in-ring stuff, all like the professional side of stuff. I love her. Mm-hmm. I think it's super interesting, the stuff she said about WWE, particularly the stuff related to her children and how she thought she could handle the schedule of her partner traveled with her when WWE was like giving her the runaround about it, trying to make her prioritize WWE over her family life and the travel schedule. That's weird. And that's not something you should ever say to women specifically because (laughs) motherhood comes first before wrestling and it always will. And she said, AW recognizes that and it's a lighter schedule. And that was a big part in her decision-making. The Brian Danielson thing is super interesting to me because AEW has always had a good track record of training women 
like Ty Conti and Anna Jay and Isla Rose, all these women have improved so much. I think it's really interesting that Brian Danielson is in the mix now just because his style is so different. And I think he could teach the women a lot of things. I think the matchup with Jade is a <laughs> training Jade is a little weird. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I want her working with all the stars because I think she's the next big star in women's wrestling. And I think I want her around forever. So I want her to be safe and I want her to be good. <laughs> I want all the things. <laughs> Haley, what do you think about this? Her training with Brian, the woman training with Brian, or what she said about WWE? I definitely agree. I think the thing that stood out to me the most was when she said that WWE basically said, like, we're your family now. Yes. And I was like, this is giving me, like, toxic ex-boyfriends, like, trying to isolate <laughs> you from, like, everybody else in your life. Like, that's what it was giving me, and I hated it. Like, yeah. that was the vibes that I got. But as for Brian, I also think it's very interesting. He's very technical, so I feel like the matchup is interesting. But I'm happy for her, and I can't wait to see her evolve further and as well as the other women, so. I think yeah, I want AEW. Oh, oh, sorry. I want AEW to do intergender matches because Brian Danielson versus Jade Cargill would be a great match, and Ty Conti you and all these women. Won't. You know they won't. You know. I'm gonna write know. a letter. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, make your change.org petition. I will. Everyone um, has to sign it. <laughs> oh God. I do think the thing that the women struggle the most with is some of their technical baseline stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like getting those wrist locks, getting the headlocks in tight, um, all that stuff, like the chain wrestling stuff that like they're eventually going to try to have to figure out in order to like put together the basics of a match. I think that's also maybe my issue with Liv Morgan sometimes is that like they learn moves and they learn how to put together a match based on moves and spots. And that's kind of the way the AEW works. But like, it's really important to also build that foundation of the match with all the technical stuff at the beginning. Um, and I think that Danielson can definitely help with that. I think that's probably what they're working with him on. He also does great character stuff as well. So I think he'd be able to give a lot of um, insight to that as well. Um, but yeah. What do we want to grade AEW for this week in wrestling? Is it excessive if I say A minus? I think, I don't know. There's something about this Mercedes Martinez story and Thunder Rosa versus Britt finally happening. I just, long-term storytelling really gets me. And I thought Ruby and Nyla were great. I just, this was, this week for AW was, for the women's division was far better than it's been in a long time. Haley, what you thinking? Yeah, I was going to give it a solid B plus for that reason. I feel like they're finally starting to gain momentum in the women's division and starting to further build these storylines now, especially the Brit and Thunder Rosa thing. I feel like that was kind of stagnant for a while. But, yeah, I would give it a B plus, I would say. I'm going to be stagnant in B territory until we get two women's match on Dynamite. Until then, I can't enter A territory for them. So I'm going to go B. Um, I think if, I mean, I can't blame them for not having a comprehensive end to the Thunder Rosa, um, Mercedes Martinez match, but I wish that the match was a little bit stronger regardless, like some more spots, something to make it a little bit more interesting and have a little bit more bite. Um, but yeah, let's talk NXT. Okay. (laughs) 
I know Jay Shell has feelings about this. Do you have opinions? I don't like this. Okay, so Nikita Leon is rapping on NXT. It's not good. No, it's, like it's not good rap. Like if, if it was good, I could handle it. But it's cheesy, and it gives me Kids Bob Disney Channel vibes. If I play it, are we gonna get copyrighted? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, I won't play it then. But Just you know what go it and find it on Twitter. Like, on Twitter. It's, it was everywhere. Like, you'll find it. You, you know what it reminds me of? You can't help me. Only God. Just got that out of my head. That's exactly what that felt like to me. It felt like white women stealing Black culture during Black History Month and rapping on national television. And it wasn't even a well-produced video. Like no. the video package, it was cheap equipment. It wasn't good recording equipment. Her hair and makeup was not to, you know, she looked beautiful, of course, but it could have done more. Her, I'm not a fan of her outfit choices. Do I'm not a fan of the promo. She looks like, should we mention mm. it? I think we just got to do it. She looks like Allie. Yeah. She looks like Allie Catch. And I don't, I know why, but like, <laughs> Apparently, this was also her her gimmick when she was in WoW. I didn't know that she was a part of WoW, mm -hmm. but I guess she was. And this was her gimmick there as well, which makes me say no even more. I want to find, talk while I do this, I want to find an exact lyric of what she said so I can. I just, it was not good to me. And maybe Haley can elaborate more on this. I just don't understand why they produced this and put it on TV and thought that it would make people want to see her. Like, who is this for? Oh, we know who it's for. <laughs> it, I feel like they have this issue lately where they're really over-sexualizing the female talent, and I don't know if it's because of the demographic or what it is. And, like, I don't have a problem with, like, women sexualizing themselves. Like, that's not yes. what I'm saying, but I feel like they're Almost exploiting them yeah and making a mockery of these women it's yeah I, I i saw someone on twitter i sorry i don't remember who it was compared it to degrassi and euphoria like they're <laughs> trying to make a teenage drama yeah. in a wrestling show <laughs> and i was like you know what that's a good point because it does feel like that there's like kidnappings and like everyone's <laughs> flirting with each other and everyone has a crush on each other and <laughs> it's weird and now this is just one element of that and I just, what, where are they going with this poor woman? Do we remember when she said, as long as I attack the ring, like I attack oh. the track? Yeah. <laughs> and then after she continued to sing with the most auto-tune I've ever heard, I just re-listened to it. That's why I went on mute. Keep that same energy. Keep that it's same camp rock vibes. So, like, I'm not even trying to laugh because it's funny. It's just laughable. <laughs> like, this is what they're doing. Like, I can never not even like a bit No, and they could have, like, she could have, they could have made this good for her. Like, they, you know, they didn't have to make her look like a joke. Like, <laughs> they did not have to make her go viral on Twitter because that's exactly what she did. Is she went viral on Twitter and not the good viral either. No. Oh boy. I, if she, if they presented her like she was a parody of a rapper okay because then she's real we can poke fun at her like it, it would like jillian yeah there you go 
but but this was just you could tell that this was supposed to be serious and mm -hmm. the only people i could see genuinely enjoying this are the 60 and overs and the 12 and youngers everyone else knows this was garbage <laughs> i think it's very interesting how she had like this mystique around her before she opened her mouth this isn't her <laughs> but like before wwe made her open her mouth because i bet she could have cut a regular promo and i would have had no issue with her yeah she had that super dope gear she looked like a goddess she looked like a beast like it looked crazy and then they give her this singing gimmick and it kind of just like drained me of all my interest in her and i feel really bad for her because that's probably not her i mean it was her gimmick before i can't say it's not her fault but th at least the way that they presented it i haven't gone back yeah. to listen to what she did in wow because i won't do that to myself but whatever she did before i hope it was better than this because whatever this is needs to stop it's because it looks cheaply done the entire video package they could have hired someone to write it in a way that wouldn't make her look like an idiot they could have filmed it better it, it's just like i said disney channel camp rock just not good it's giving kids pop like it's, yeah it's, it's so video disney pop. like i don't know and that makes sense because it's literally nickelodeon so there we go i feel like nxt 2.0 was like high school and like everybody has like their little clicks like carmelo and trick are cool and then like ollie j is the cheerleader and she's a little baddie or whatever and then they have nikita leone who's that like weird singer girl who's trying to go viral <laughs> then they have mandy rose who thinks she's the popular girl but she's really just a bully then they have casey and kaden who do drugs all the time and go to rave <laughs> And then they have that girl, Wendy Chu, who's just sleeping all the time, and she brings little tumbler mugs. Don't get me started on her. <laughs> and then they have Lash Legend and Amari Miller, and they're just like, we're here and we're queens. Then Cora Jade rides her skateboard. Raquel Gonzalez is the girl that nobody likes, but it plays on the football team. Io Shirai is just like, she's there. She don't like nobody, but she's there. She wants to go home. Home is the main roster. But she gets straight A's anyway. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't show up, but somehow still gets straight A's. <laughs> and then there's Zoe Stark, who's that annoying girl who you just want to kick out of class. But she's, like, kind of smart, I guess. She's learning. Who else is there That's matters? Am I missing anybody? I just... This has made me realize I am too old for NXT 2.0. I'm 23 years old, and I look at this and I'm like, <laughs> if I'm too old, I'm the key demo. I'm I'm 18 to 49. I'm in there. AKA the demo diva's name. <laughs> and this is not for me. This is for children. Mm -hmm. And I think that's reflected in the ratings they get. Not to harp on ratings because I, I'm not someone who's that interested in ratings. But like, there's clearly a problem here. I don't want to watch. A Disney Channel sitcom and all my wrestling. Yeah. It's so cool. I will open Disney Plus and go watch Hannah Montana. Like Hannah yeah. Montana. Hannah Montana. Or 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 I'll go watch Degrassi, like a cultured person. Yeah. Oh, yes. you can check out Degrassi dudes on the Fightful Overbook channel as well. Yes, please do. Yes. We so love SB3 and Steven. They also had Alex Queen of the Ring on this week as well. Let's talk Dusty Cup. So there was a report that came out by Brian Alvarez saying basically they don't have enough women to start the Dusty Cup, and it was supposed to start this week. 
Mm-hmm. We talked about this last week too. We were trying to put yeah, together. We, said this. we were like, who's going to be in the Dusty Cup? Like we literally sat here and tried to figure out the teams that would be a part of it. And we were kind yeah. of stuck. We were here and for we a basi- long time. We basically concluded that they would have to bring in free agents or like main roster women or something. Or debut like a Roxy or something like yeah. that. Or, well, they have Santina Morella, Santina Morella, Santina Morella's daughter. Her real name is like Bianca though, but I'm calling her Santina. I think she's still training though. I don't think she's ready she for She definitely anything. is. But they don't okay. care. They put two people on TV in like a month. That was the whole process of NXT 2.0 now. I just, I'm just praying that they don't give her a Santino Morella gimmick. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. You know that's something that they would do, though. If she comes out with the little cobra, Stop. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> no. Oh, God. What was that thing called? The other little sock? I don't even I remember. remember, but I don't remember what it's called. I, I feel like, that's like a fever dream. <laughs> oh um yeah this dusty cup is gonna be a mess Toxic why would they announce it? In it because like, they why announced would they the say- men's one so i guess they gotta do the woman's one i don't know but they didn't plan it first no oh my you know God. they don't plan anything we'll get there in a minute when we talk about the Royal rumble we've spent the most time talking about nxt specifically nikita leone this, this is bad, bad. Yeah, everything else is good why is this like this? That's giving me a headache. Nikita Leones is giving me a headache. I want to once again reiterate, this is happening during Black History Month. You are having a white woman rap during Black History Month. What if they make her rap during her matches? Stop. They just give her a mic in the middle of the match. <laughs> she's like in a hold and she's like rapping. Haley, <laughs> <laughs> you're laugh. I can't. <laughs> but like is it out of the realm of possibility no it's not that would be embarrassing at least it'd be funny though like i'd watch it just don't they have andre chase do that like he's teaching while he's wrestling isn't didn't they do that with him like they gave him a mic and like as he was having a match he was like saying this is a hold this is a or is that a fever dream too problem with it but again like what direction are they trying to take her? Are they trying to establish her as more of a serious performer or are they trying to make her a parody? Like I, you can't, you can't have both. I think they want her to be a serious performer. I think they think they all the characters in NXT, all these like weird characters are serious. They saw Ollie J and they were like, we have to make a character like this. They saw Ollie J's reaction online, how many followers she get. She got her going viral, everybody talking about her. I don't really understand why people were talking about her, but they were talking about her. And then they go, we need to give somebody this gimmick. No, that is not how that works. If something goes viral on Twitter, you do not need to always integrate it into wrestling. Please leave that idea alone. I mm-mm. Pass. No, ma'am. What are we going to rate NXT this week? <laughs> I don't even know what the women's match was. It was Cora Jade versus Raquel Gonzalez, and I didn't watch it because I don't have any interest in that. I didn't watch it either because I don't have any interest in them. I live, I love, live for Cora Jade. I just can't do it if she's with Raquel Gonzalez right now. I can't do that to myself. She's she's one of those wrestlers that you love, but they're like booked horribly, so you don't yeah. want to suffer through it. You know, exactly. Yeah. She uh, did do um AJ's um was it Black Widow? Is that what it was? She did. I saw it on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Her submission maneuver, the spider. I saw that and I liked that, and that was cute. 
What did I give NXT last week? I think I gave him a D. I'm going to stick with I, We were low. That's all I remember. I just don't like this. Anything they're doing with the women in NXT 2.0, I think it's just absurd. And it, it gives me 2005 vibes. It's frustrating. Like, like we're going to be having pillow fights pretty soon. Don't. When did you have a pillow fight? Stop. With Mandy Rose. No, because shut up. Stop. Don't. <laughs> Please stop talking. Stop. I'm going to clip this and put it on Twitter so we can say we were right when it happened. <laughs> you have to because I when you credit for that. I'm having a mental breakdown. You initiated a mental breakdown. But it's possible and that's the sad thing. Why does she walk around in her pajamas? <laughs> why is he having a deliberate a move? Hold on. Uh-oh. I saw... <laughs> I saw that clip on Twitter. I was like, oh, no. That's the first time I'm out of my seat to do a move. Oh, God. Is this what my wrestling shows are going to become? Oh, Jesus, Lord. Here's my question. Do they think that that's the same thing as, like, Orange Cassidy? I think they think that. I think they're looking at wrestling and copying Mm -hmm. characters and just doing them poorly. They said, you like the acclaimed? Nikita Leone. <laughs> not, not the acclaimed. <laughs> but okay. What if? Now oh, this no. is the forbidden door that I want. Give me Max Casker and Nikita in a wrap Book it. Please. I'm writing a letter. Hold on. Nick Con at Nick Con at Tony Con. I have an idea. The Con over Twitter. Like I don't even need to see it on TV. Like. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god. I, if you asked Matt Caster and Max Caster's like cameo, whatever he has, and you asked him to roast her, he would. <laughs> the way I'm literally gonna go it's $105. Haley, we can split the cost of it. Perfect. We can use it as a tax write-off. That's fine. Oh, perfect. I hate doing my taxes, <laughs> but I'll do it. I perfect. Is Breaker Wardlow? Huh? Is Braun Breaker Wardlow? Yes. I mean, yeah, they're like, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Never mind. <sighs> Shell, it's true. If you look, if you wrote down the entire NXT roster, especially I think the we women, should do this. I think we should give each other homework. I think we should do, do this and bring it back next week. We will. And we're Hold us accountable. Yes, yes. <laughs> Tag us on the Twitters if you remember. Oh, yes, my God. We'll do it. This is going to be torture. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to be like, I hate my life so much. Okay. Let's talk Royal Rumble and main roster in general. If you remember this last episode of the show we did, our first ever episode, I was so excited. We were so excited for the Royal Rumble match. The women's Royal Rumble match in particular. We were excited for the legends. Excited for the possible NXT debuts. Excited for the surprises. Had many possible winners in mind. Yeah. But you have no. too much credit. We though. clowned ourselves. Fucking we were Rousey. <laughs> we were sitting here and we're like, oh my God, guys, this is like a new era. It's going to be Bianca. Like, oh, we don't think Ronda's going to show up in the match. Like, we don't think she's going to wrestle. Like, she made we so much credit. We were like, you know, I think we didn't do that because it really doesn't make sense because the logical <laughs> choice is Bianca. Well, you know what? We shouldn't have made it logical. Because apparently had 47 minutes and got one elimination, then got eliminated by Charlotte. 
And Sasha was in there for like 10 minutes. She did a split and that was it. That was the only memorable spot in the Royal Rumble is Sasha doing a split. It's so bad. And it's Ronda like, wins. And Ronda cuts a promo after that makes it seem like she's just pissed being there. And then she shows up on Raw and she does the same thing. Yeah. And she shows up on SmackDown and does the same thing. Her character is that I hate wrestling. I hate wrestling fans, but I'm here to beat everyone up. Her character is I can't cut a fucking promo. I need a fucking manager, but everybody here thinks I'm good. So I'm good. And they're going to tell me I'm good by piping in crowd noise. She sounded like a robot when she read that promo. And part of me is like, oh, wow. She really just is not good at this. Like she's super rusty. But then I think back to UFC and like all the, like the speaking she did there and then her first WWE run. And I really do think it's intentional. I think it's character work. I think they're telling her to read it like a robot so she can have this I don't care about wrestling gimmick. I think that's where we're going. That's not a gimmick. That, well, that's they not think even, it is. That's not even heat. That's just you fucking suck. Why are you fucking here then? To wrestle Charlotte Flair, apparently. Then Becky Lynch, I guess. We're getting Charlotte versus Ronda at Mania. How y'all feeling? Why? Well, first of all, why did she have to win the Royal Rumble to challenge Charlotte? Like, I feel like she could have just come out and done it and people would have been behind it because of their history and how the last WrestleMania Ronda was at, she kind of got screwed. On SmackDown, I mean, on, yeah, on SmackDown, Sonya was like, oh, Ronda chose Becky, which didn't happen. And then mm-hmm. she was like, so Charlotte, you're going to get to choose who you face and main event WrestleMania. I was like, but, but, but. She lost. Yeah. Why is she main eventing? That whole segment was so sloppy to me, and it just proved that because the whole Ronda thing was so last minute, like they scrambled, and they're still scrambling. Mm-hmm. And to me, this, and I don't, I don't want to say this because I know it's going to upset people. I feel like all the stars we built while Ronda was gone, I feel like they're going right back down the card. I just, Live I feel like they would sacrifice anyone event. for Ronda. Liv and Dewdrop are in fucking main event. You're telling me you can't make time for Liv Morgan right now after she was just in the title picture? You're telling me you can't make time for Dewdrop after she was just in a program with Becky Lynch? You, you don't have anything for Bianca? You don't oh. have anything? Oh. <laughs> I guess they do, because let's let's transition very slightly. We have Lita versus Becky happening in Saudi Arabia. On one hand, I was excited. I was like, Lita in a women's championship match in 2022? Awesome. Great. Love Lita. Live for Lita. It's a dream match. Exactly. In Saudi Arabia at Elimination Chamber on the road to WrestleMania when we know that Becky Lynch is going to win? Yeah. I just, I don't watch, the, I don't watch Saudi Arabia shows. I don't watch a lot of WWE shows to begin with. But the fact that they're doing Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia, because they know people will watch it, even though it's Saudi Arabia is disgusting, first of all. I think Becky and Lita deserve better. I think that's a WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. Is if, if it's not Bianca, fingers crossed, they should have saved Lita for WrestleMania. And I think this entire match is not going to get the attention, the time, the energy that it deserves. And it's just, it's pathetic at this point. (laughs) 
I'm sorry, WWE main roster women just just pathetic. Well, and I feel like, you know, Lita's coming back. She's rewriting the end of her career the way that she wants it. She's getting this opportunity. And I do agree that it should have been saved. It shouldn't mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been an elim- elimination chamber match, in my opinion. And then after this, this was a dark match. Bianca, after Becky was scared by Lita into the ring, defeated <laughs> Becky in 16 seconds. And it seems like this is the Mania match, according to Fightful. But Yay. can she that fast? No, that's not going to no. happen. Maybe even faster? Can she it's beat her in 3.16 seconds and then become the world record holder? Listen, I hate short women's matches. However, that is the only instance that I would be okay with it. My, yeah. what, what really scares me is all these reports coming out that this Royal Rumble was the most viewed WWE show on Peacock so far. And to me, WWE is going to be like, oh, so Ronda's a draw. Yeah. And they're going to sacrifice everything to put Ronda everywhere to get ratings. Because Raw also did a great rating with Ronda on there. So I am just, I am so worried about the state of this women's division. I thought we made so much progress and then we started slowly sliding back into the weird booking and the bad feuds and all that stuff. And now here we are. It's Ronda's world again. Ronda's world. Well, next week we see Charlotte versus Naomi uh, again. I mean, I love Naomi and I, I, I do enjoy watching Charlotte wrestle. I'm just so tired of the women's division being the same year after year after year. We're not even talking about weeks. We're talking about entire years where the division is the exact same. And the men's division isn't. That's what gets me. We have so many new faces in the last two years as WWE champion. We have so many people changing characters. All We have NXT call-ups, all this stuff, and the women's division is just the same. And the only exception to that was Bianca. And Rhea momentarily, but momentarily, but then they they screwed her over. Yeah, they character assassination one on one. Let's quickly talk about T.J. Wilson and him not being here and what that means for the women's division. I'm gonna read um, a quote from Sean on his Fightful Select Q and A show. A few weeks ago, I had learned that T.J. Wilson had grown frustrated. The reason I didn't run a story on this is because I had heard conflicting things from people that work with him, that are close with him, and the company itself. So one person who told me the information said, heard he wasn't there, he didn't show up, he wasn't happy with how things were going, and he's no longer there. However, I follow up with WWE, I follow up with the people close to him, and they say, no, TJ is still with the company. A couple of weeks go by, he's not listed on any of the internal producer lists. Now, Shane McMahon wasn't listed as a producer either, but he helped produce the Royal Rumble. TJ Wilson did not, to the point where there were women that were contacted for the Royal Rumble that said, TJ isn't doing it, I'm not doing it. They brought in Fit Finley. Okay. And then we also heard a report from Sean, he added, and then also this is from Dave Meltzer as well, Sap added that Wilson was not listed at this past Monday's edition of Raw, with Sap speculating that Wilson could just be taking some time off as burnout amongst WWE producers is high. Dave Meltzer later confirmed in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that Wilson indeed asked for some time off, although Meltzer did not give a reason as to why. 
What are we thinking about what this means for the women's division heading into WrestleMania season with all that TJ means to the division? It can't mean anything good. I'm uh, I'm worried because all these other reports saying that morale in WWE after the Royal Rumble is super low and people are just stuck and they do, they're not enjoying their jobs. And I'm worried about TJ because TJ is one of the best producers they have. I think he's one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time and his injury was super tragic. But I think he's one of the people who just gets wrestling. And I think he brings a lot to the women's division. And it's no diss on Fit Finley because I think he's also valuable for the women's division. But there's something really special about TJ. And if he's burnt out and he doesn't want to be in WWE right now, uh, for whatever reason, I don't want to really speculate on that. I, I'm so worried about the Saudi show. I'm worried about Raw. I'm worried about building these feuds for WrestleMania. I'm just... I'm, so, I'm tired of worrying about wrestlers in WWE. Like, I care about their well-being, and I want them to be able to be artistic and succeed. And I want women's wrestling to on that platform to do well. I want it to be treated like it's something that's important. And TJ did that. And without him, I'm just... TJ would not have had Sasha eliminated in 10 minutes. That's one thing I'm going to say. And I, I feel like that's a Vince thing. I feel yeah. like and other other producers were like, okay. And Sasha's always thanking Vince. Vince, why you gotta do that to Sasha? She loves you. Because but. he loves heat and drama. That's all. And ratings. And yeah. That's I it. I'm just disappointed. And it seems I, I've saw multiple speculations on who the person could be. Lana, Tristratus. We don't know exactly who, but I think Lana would make a lot of sense because they have trained together a lot. Like TJ mm-hmm. was doing a lot of her training. Um, but I, I'm very disappointed. If like producers are getting burnt out as much as wrestlers seem like they're getting burnt out, like we're seeing what's happening with Mustafa Ali right now and them not wanting to grant his release. And obviously the reports, like you said as well, it's very worrying for what it means, especially heading into WrestleMania season. And this is what so many wrestlers dream of is having a WrestleMania match. And now most of them probably don't even know if they're going to be on the card. Like, they're pleading for matches on social media. That's super disappointing to see. Um, Let's try to predict a couple of WrestleMania women's matches. What do we think that we're seeing? Let's try to do four. Because they'll probably do one main event, one main event. Not main event, but, like, one main event, one championship match in the middle of the card. And then they'll try to do maybe a tag team match or something and then another women's match. I think... I think it'll be interesting not to change the question. If they put NXT on the Mania card, are they going to have a women's NXT title match? I think I think they should, but I think because there were no talent in the Royal Rumble, I'm so I'm I'm sorry I'm saying I'm so worried, but like this is scary this time period in WWE, not just from a wrestling and booking perspective, but from a mental health perspective. It's just I feel like a lot of these people feel like they're not treated seriously and their concerns aren't taken seriously. So as far as women's matches, I would like to see an NXT women's match, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Naomi and Sonya will probably have a match, maybe. I don't know if WWE cares about that still, though. Yeah, I, I'm i hoping for Sasha Bailey. I posted a tweet about this earlier. I don't know how likely it is, but... I feel like we need Sasha to have a big match um, at Mania, especially since she got screwed over in the Rumble. 
and they're trying to name drop her for Charlotte's opponents and then just pass right over her. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like they could bring Bailey back like a surprise return at Elimination Chamber and then build the feud really fast because they have a lot of history. I think they could do it. Yeah. I, and if, I, I want that match now. <laughs> if it's not her, I think they do Lita for her because I think if it's not a current superstar, I think she's going to get a legend. Um, I mean, not like a returning Bailey or like a big returning star. I think she'll get a legend. Haley, what's one match you think will happen besides like the obvious Charlotte, Ronda? I don't know. You guys said all mine. It's hard because like there no are one has stories. And, yeah, and there's no stories other than that. Like it, I couldn't even like even just throwing anything together. I wouldn't know. Like, I mean, they have Alexa like doing like vignettes and stuff. Like maybe they'll bring her back. I don't know if that'll wait till after yeah. WrestleMania, but. Maybe they'll bring her back at WrestleMania and have her do yeah. witchy voodoo stuff again. Like maybe, maybe, maybe it's all a ruse. Maybe Anything they bring the point. Bellas back for like a oh the tag team terminal tag that team turmoil. Cool. Sorry, if Not they cared about the tag division, yeah. If if they did like a four way tag match, they could get a lot of women on the card that way. That's what they it's, did back a while ago with like yeah. the Iconics and like Sasha Bailey and. Yeah, and that was a good match from what yeah. I remember of it. Yeah. I think yeah, I really enjoyed it. There was a Doom in there and another tag team that I can't exactly remember. Yeah. But yeah, that would be interesting. I think we'll see probably, hopefully, Becky, Bianca, but I don't trust them enough to say that that's going to happen for sure. R.E., my crying video. Um, yeah. Do I have the crying video to play it on here? I do. I oh, you do? <laughs> I literally don't why I literally have no hope. I don't understand how I'm still supposed to trust that they're gonna do Bianca. Right. Dude. <laughs> how yeah. Yep. How we all think. The Royal Rumble was a disaster and it, it just it it's created so many roadblocks for the division and, and for the men's uh -huh. division. Funny joke, roadblock. You remember when they had that roadblock show? Yes, I remember. <laughs> I just WWE, this is like the low point. This is like as low as it gets, guys. <laughs> At least they hit rock bottom. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry not the dad jokes <laughs> i honestly didn't even mean to make that joke i literally just said rock bottom and then once Haley started laughing i realized that it could have been a joke too oh god okay let's rate this week let's grade it <laughs> f plus <laughs> Didn't we give it like F last week too? We did. It's so bad. It has not progressed at we all. We should keep track of this. I'm, I'm I don't want Rhonda Charlotte, and I think that's what's really dragging it down. Yeah, I don't want Rhonda. Period. <laughs> give me Rhonda Shayna Baszler. Give me something yeah. new. No, yeah. if we have to have Rhonda, we might as well use her to make stars. Give me Rhonda. Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan goes over. You know, it would never. <laughs> I know. Vince McMahon like, would rather 
murder them then <laughs> maybe let's not maybe let's not go there <laughs> jesus christ Haley, what's your grade f plus f plus is not f minus we can make it real our matches this week were uh Aaliyah versus natalia Aaliyah won by count out I don't understand that feeling. I don't remember what happened on Raw. Nothing um, important. Just Ronda Rousey wrote the robot promo. And then did she have a match? Did they, was there there had to be a woman's match? I don't remember what I'm it was. I'm just gonna though. go D minus to be honest with you. Like Rhea Ripley defe- defeated Nikki ASH and Alexa Bliss met with her psychologist and Bianca I defeated no Carmella. <laughs> I don't remember this either, and I watched the whole show. It's just because it's meaningless. The Alexa Bliss story is weird. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. It's weird. Are we just going to get Alexa back as the goddess? Because can we hurry up to that? I need my five theory back. Either we are or it's going to be like a ruse. And she's just going to go back to fiend stuff. Well, and at that point, I feel like nobody would care about her. I, I wouldn't either unless they started letting her build a faction. But then it's like House of Black stuff. I mean, save it for the list. <laughs> to the entire WWE roster, every single person. Okay, let's do plugs and promos. We're coming up at the hour mark. Sorry for the little low energy show. I say low energy as I did a flop like Wendy Chu did <laughs> earlier. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Plug yourself, Haley. What you got going on? Um, you can follow me on Twitter, right? Whatever. I suck at pointing right there. Um, I'm the lead wrestling writer at Nerds and Beyond. I also do like nerdy stuff over there if you guys are into that. Um, I'm with Body Slam. I do ADHD Divas with these two at 6 Eastern time or EST Bianca time on uh, Sunday. And yeah, I do Demo Divas. So that's where you can find me. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. Uh, I'm also on Body Slam. I do ADHD Divas. I do demo divas here on the Fightful Overbook channel. And I do interviews and post shows and just preview shows, all sorts of podcasts on the Body Slam YouTube channel. So check it out. Yeah, my name is Jay Shell. My Twitter is right there on the screen, Jay Shell Nicole. Well, <laughs> Stop laughing. Yeah, at me. my name it's is Jay Shell. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. You have to wait for it. I got to build up anticipation as I talk. My name is Jayshell Nicole, J-A-Y-C-H-E-L-E-N-I-C-O-L-E. And no, I did not read that off the screen. LOL, yes, I did. I can't spell my own name. Um, <laughs> it's hard when you got to do it fast. When you got to, you know. Who you said love... you had to do it fast? <laughs> I can't spell it slow. I look like an idiot. <laughs> okay, keep going. Um, I dropped an interview with Tasha Steeles of Impact as a part of my Wrestling with Whiteness project for Black History Month. That's on my YouTube channel, but if you can't find it, you guys could just go to my Twitter. It's all over there. Um, I did a cool show with Joe Holper yesterday on the Late Night Grin um, called The Free Agent Show. We talked about all free agents, who we want to see show up where. Um, it was a really, really fun show. Very interesting watch if you want to check that out. Um, my whole project, Wrestling with Whiteness, is dropping throughout this month featuring Black wrestlers telling their stories. Got some good stuff with Darius Lockhart, Willow Nightingale, JDX, Shug, the formerly known Ezekiel Jackson as well. I'm very excited for that one. I guess I'm announcing that here as well. I always announce stuff on here. That's cool, though. Um, 
and Waves and Curls, Culture Inc., um, the main event. I have a whole story on Shane Taylor Promotions, Eli Isom, Kenny King, which Kylie is also a part of. Um, so I'm very excited for all of these interviews to drop and come out, all the stories. It's Black History Month, and I'm just excited to celebrate it. I also have a really cool feature coming out um, about me. That'll be out pretty soon, I think, uh, around the middle of the month. If you want to learn more about me, follow me on Twitter. I always post all my stuff that I'm doing over there. Um, you can catch us Sunday, tomorrow, at 6 p.m. EST over on the Bodyslam.net channel, ADH Divas channel. You can follow us on Twitter, at ADH Divas Pod as well. Um, Thank you for checking this show out. We hope we'll see you tomorrow for a live edition of ADH Divas. Uh, yeah, I think that's all we have for you. Clean your pussy.